Welcome to episode 55 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hanamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, girl, this week. Well, I have to say that at first it was horrifying what was happening at the Capitol. And then I was laughing to the point where tears were coming out of my eyes because obviously not about people getting hurt, obviously. But anybody could have predicted that this kind of thing was going to happen. Oh, it was yeah. it's, stoking it was this building. anger. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're storming the Capitol. What's next? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, mean, it's, it's domestic terrorism, yes. insurrection, sedition. Like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. So what did you think about? So leading up to that was we're not going to certify Biden's win. Right. And so that's how this, by the way, they had all this like, um, marketing, like March for something. It was like a March for something. I am on so off the radar with white supremacist right wing conspiracy bullshit that I didn't even know this was happening. Like even when I, I, I didn't realize when I watched either. the videos, they had banners and like posters yeah, it was and it was a, like it was a an real organized, thing. Yeah. Yes. To like, for this date to stop this thing from happening, yes. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah, and, and so now that's the how other far off coming, I am. The other dates now, the news is reporting the seventeenth and the twentieth will be additional days. Yeah, of attempted terrorist attacks. Right, and it's it's so very clear that I mean, this is MAGA, right? It's MAGA, and it's this also MAGA. it's also very um, the the senators who were there before Trump and then jumped yes. onto that train so they can continue to hold on to power, continue to hold on right. to bullshit and excused away his bad behavior, the things that he said, the things that he was doing and stood by him, the Ted Cruz's, yes. the Lindsey Graham's, these oh, people. Please. Ted Cruz, like, I mean, he he wants to say that he's appalled now by yeah. Trump's well, that's, rhetoric, yeah. but he's complicit and he's still going voted yeah and objected well to and, the certification yeah so give me a break like but you're they, still playing the game they stood by him and stood by all this bullshit to continue to hold on to what they conceived perceived to be like real power yeah. and what they didn't understand that was happening is what they didn't ever see and expect was this underbelly of anger and no i think they these, know i think Ted I, Cruz knows. I think okay i think they they might have known but they were using it to their benefit what right. they didn't oh, think course. was going to happen is that it was going to turn against them like like you see Lindsey Graham now going home. And I was telling you on the phone yes. that day, I'm like, oh my God, Lindsey Graham just landed at the airport and they're screaming at him. I'm like, can you believe this? And you said, are they Trump supporters? And I was like, no. And then I start listening and I'm like, oh my God, they're yeah. calling him a traitor because yes. he certified the election. Yes. So like the monster that they were using to their benefit is yes. now out of the cage Here we go. into the wild. monster. They created yes. it. And they are. And now they're appalled, against their, them. They're appalled at their creation. Give me a well, break. I'm not. I say I, let it rip, motherfuckers. I, let I, it rip. I mean, everyone who cast their vote in 2016 who wants to, like, be so upset about all of this, like, yeah. this is your fault. Yeah. You knew what he was. You <laughs> before, heard the things before, that he said. That's right. You that's heard right. him talk about, I, I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue. And, like, yeah. you heard it and you allowed it. And here's the, the end all be all. They have to is, own it. They have to own it and... The reason they never thought that this would happen is because they're so comfortable. They've been so comfortable in this country, white people, for so long that they never expected that they could vote for a fucking fascist, racist uh, creep, a fucking creep um, who doesn't give a shit about them, wouldn't piss on them in the street if they were on fire. Give me a break, yeah. And... This is who they voted for. And then they're like, oh, I can't. Uh, what can't I, you believe? These I heard, people have mental illness that are storming the Capitol. They're mentally ill. Mitch McConnell speak. 
with that black hand. Is anybody going to start talking about what's happening with his health, please? When I heard him, uh, Senate Minority Oh, excuse me, excuse Leader me. <laughs> uh, Mitch McConnell speak uh, after everything, I-, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you get up there and talk about things being unhinged? Yeah. And they, they sat there and they fueled it. And of course, I have to do a quote because I just kept thinking of Julius Caesar. Yes. And there's this great uh, quote, what trash is Rome, but what trash is MAGA? Yeah. What rubbish, what awful when it serves for the base matter to illuminate so vile a thing as Trump. Mm. Like, this is what they have done. Like this trash of a group of people. And you have Giuliani Woo. saying trial by combat. Listen, the I mean, come that's on. when you okay. That's so treason. they have they it's had treason. this like march. They have this rally, right? Yes. And then there's like one dick after the other getting up yes. there and speaking. And then these morons go and fucking storm the Capitol. And by the way, they didn't storm it. The gates opened and they flooded in. There's police officers waving them in. Yes, please give me a break. <sighs> Let's not even get into these fucking cops. And so, uh, but now when you go back and watch that rally, it's it's like. They, they sent them it's there. It's fucking I mean, incredible, it's, the things they were saying. But it's so easy to get up and say things. Oh but the God. fact of the matter is they don't understand the base that they're talking to are mentally... There was a woman no, with no, an I, onion rubbing it in her eyes to look like she had been sprayed by mace and going, oh, yes. they maced me. That bitch had an onion in a towel. <laughs> like, this is how... Ma- and, I, and I stop and I go, what? Why, though? But yeah. why? To say the cops maced you and you were there? Like, is it a social media, like... Like, like big ups. If you do this, the know. woman who was shot there was a 14 year veteran. And I saw today that she was a mother and well, now they they're have turning her on her. Well, that's what I heard in I some s- reports like that, the, the, that now they're saying like, she's not part of us. Like, the, well, no, I saw something now. I don't know. Again, this yes. was like a proud boys thing that she's like a martyr. Oh, they said mother veteran like she was a martyr because she lost her life in this. And there's videos of her like on her personal pages ranting about immigration and jobs and like, but I mean, Tina screaming at the top of her lungs in her car in a way that was like so unhinged. Yeah. And she, she, but she's part of that part that like she was probably desperate and, and, and angry and all of that. And it, she tapped into this because and she's meant she was mentally yeah. there's something not right and get shot in the fucking capital she got shot and killed yeah it was insane and there's like footage of it that's awful to watch well the cop being crushed is pretty bad the cop being crushed. i mean it's all fucking bad it's all bad marco rubio coming out with his little oh, video this i was fucking like pussy fuck me. off you know you're you're trying to break away meanwhile you've amplified yeah racism yep. and stoked fears yeah. you've questioned the integrity of our election but hey yeah yeah now you now now put out your little video yeah about how patriotic i you think are. that's i think so what you're saying is a and, good point too because and everybody keeps like the whole time all these people are like oh trump would say things oh he's joking yeah oh he didn't yes. mean it yeah blah, 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 blah. because you do that you do that and you, yeah. you're so full of it yeah and also because I really think people like Marco Rubio think that he they're better. He's better than Trump. So he keeps him at arm's length where he's supporting him, but he's also like, he's just keeping going. But I think totally, but I think he thinks he's better than Trump in some way when he's just as fucking bad. Oh, no, he's he's bad bad because he allowed it to happen. Yeah. And he knew little little Marco Rubio. Well, no, at least he certified, he voted to certify it. Right. But like Rick Scott didn't, we know what a piece of shit he is. 
And so, so Rick, but Marco Rubio's 2022 and we can't let a fucking day go no. by where we're not, not reminding him what a fucking coward yeah. he has been and how this entire time, Trump. this entire yeah. time. I love uh, the other thing that came out of all this is, and I feel like it's too little too late, but yeah. uh, Trump being banned from Twitter, you know, yes. like he joins the ranks of like Holocaust deniers and supremacists. So nice, mm-hmm. nice. Like that's our president. Yep. Like the- and also, um, oh my God. I saw someone's like, I can't believe that, uh, you know, the freedom of speech. And I'm like, you've been trying to kill journalists since I day mean- one. You've been, they wrote on one of the doors in the Capitol, murder the media. Yeah. Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, you, they, don't, they brought, you don't like freedom of speech. They brought a scaffold. They wanted yeah. to hang people. They brought, they got up and removed the American flag from the Capitol building and put a Trump flag up. Yeah. That is treasonous. Treason. This, this whole fucking thing is disgusting. It's, it's crazy. And everyone resigning now, that to me. Oh, fuck off. I'm like, this is such BS because it's like, oh, we're supposed to be thankful. We're supposed to like offer some sigh of relief because, oh, now, now you're going to resign. There's like 12 days left, but now I'm going to resign from my post because I'm so appalled mm-hmm. by this whole thing with Trump. You're so full of it. A PS. They, they're yeah. so full of it. And now we have to be impressed. Who? Now we're supposed to be but impressed supposed to be like, to be? you know, like, like that somehow, like historically people are going to go, oh, so-and-so resigned from, no, you, you left because now it's a shit storm. Yeah. And now, you know, you want to try to show that you have some shred of morality. Yeah. Give me a break. It's like the, that, that guy, the, the, the guy that, um, the line that, that owned the liner of the Titanic and was like full speed ahead. And yeah. then was like, well, I'm going to jump on that first lifeboat. See ya. And you know, he, he kept moving and urging on reckless behavior, like all of these people yep. have done. Yep. And then you get to go go sail away and you don't go down with the ship. You you deserve to go down with the ship, too. Well, people like Betsy DeVos have been going uh, down with the ship since the beginning. Yeah, and she, but, no, no one's ever. But, but she she didn't, though. Right. She wrote this whole presidency. But, who, out. She sat but, Tina, in the, she, but she made money. Of course she did. But who you do know? you think is forgiving her for, for stepping away now? Republicans? Who? There's not even yeah. a moderate Republicans going to go, well, Betsy DeVos. No, the bitch sat there for four fucking years. And I know. But there are people that are like, oh, these people are resigning. Like, and it's it's it's, such it's, it's a footnote. She's a footnote on the asshole of this country like nobody gives a fuck this is where we're at we're at the end of the fucking line people we're at the end we're at the end we're and at the end and i gotta tell you something else okay first i want to well after this i want to talk about the impeachment part but i'm going to say something else to you our friend uh, we have a friend who was in the military and yes. she's you know pro second amendment which so am i I'm for, I'm for the second amendment but she is like out of my fucking cold and hand, dead hands are they taking my guns and i and she's like when fucking people rise up the police aren't coming to help us y'all and i was thinking to myself oh i would never have a gun i gotta tell you i watched this and i watched those police waving them in and i was like maybe it's time and i know no. you're not gonna agree with me i know but no. that fucking scared me to the point where I was like, they're not going to no, be maybe, on my side. Maybe it's time to, to get rid of military grade weapons out of the hands of ordinary people. Well, fine. I'm not, okay. I'm not talking about I getting know. a fucking Uzi, but I'm saying like, Still. that's number one. And number two, we found out, oh no, I sent you a tweet yes. that said that if he's impeached, yeah, he loses, all he loses everything. Yeah. And I, and, and then a friend of ours told us, told us last night that he could be impeached, impeached up to the 20th or t- uh, after, after the 20th. After. Yeah. So when there's a majority Dems, if that's not the first thing on Nancy Pelosi's fucking list, <laughs> because by the way, I don't want to have to remind everybody it was Nancy Pelosi in 2008 when Barack Obama came in and we had full Democratic Senate and House majority who said, we're not going to try George W. Bush for fucking war crimes. And now here we are again yeah. with a shitty ass 
like worse, worse, worse. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think you get into moving, the war, I but think, like, I think they might be moving forward. With they it. have to, but it's because of progressives like the squad yeah. who fucking put this up that Nancy yes. Pelosi could not ignore it anymore. So she better fucking do it because I've had it. Yeah, with he like, should not we be need able, to move forward. Yeah, he should. No. He does not deserve the two hundred thousand dollar a year salary. He doesn't deserve the million dollar travel fund. He no. doesn't deserve uh, the Secret Service for the. He doesn't deserve it. No, and he doesn't deserve it. It may become as a. Re, it may come as the impeachment come as a result because of what happened at the Capitol. But he deserved this three years ago, two years yeah. ago, a year ago. Like this impeachment should have happened all of this time. So thank you for storming the Capitol. Now we're going to take now this motherfucker out with an impeachment. Well, the and other let's do thing it. that needs to happen, and I, I mentioned this to you already, but the groups involved, like the QAnon, the Proud Boys, Woo! the Three Percenters, the uh, Oath Keepers, those groups need to be labeled. As domestic terrorists, we right. have terrorist cells yeah. across our country yeah. where the you know FBI, our military, whoever needs to be, needs to go into those cells and arrest all of the people that are involved in that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They are organizations that should not be permitted in our country. They are domestic terrorist cells that need to be found and destroyed. Yeah. The end. The end. And they need to go to well, jail. And then once people start going to jail, then maybe... Yeah, maybe maybe people There's start waking for, up. One of the people who was recognized with a scarf around his face was a, a Virginia House rep. Yes, <laughs> storm the fucking Capitol. Yes. An elected official. MPS. The funniest thing too is like now the FBI has these pages of like face pictures you can look at to see yes. if you recognize anybody. How about? You fucking arrest them instead of allowing them to stand at the set, the fucking where Nancy Pelosi stands yes. in the house. I went on a house tour two years ago with my family. Derek Evans, that was his name. Who, the guy at the... the, the he at was the a point. West Virginia rep. Yes. That was there. So I went there for a tour and we were in like the galley at the top. Like, the, you know, you could just like peek over and yeah. see... As a, a regular person doing a tour, you don't get to go to the house floor. Like, you don't get to no. walk in there and just do whatever you want. Well, and how uh, the fuck no, does trash. that happen? And then people have to clean up that mess. We, as taxpayers, ha- are, are going to be footing the bill for repairs or whatever they're going to have to do now to ensure right. safety and, yeah. and, and security in that building. Mm. It, it's it's. They put a MAGA hat on on a statue oh and stood God. up and took pictures with it. Like, just it was so this um, is like even like, immature. There like, was no plan. It was like let's just go like toilet the, paper the, the house. The, the highest level of toxic white male masculinity, yeah. well, like on full display. So let's get down to that business, you know, by the way, for a second. Like <sighs> the fact that these people were allowed to do this oh, when yeah. Black Lives Matter can't protest in the fucking streets without being um, maced and rubber bullets and no, like no, tear it gas. It would have been a massacre. It would have been a fucking massacre. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm watching them push the gates and I'm like, just shoot one of these motherfuckers in the head. Right. Just shoot them. And I'm sorry, but you can't force yourself into a goddamn federal building like that. And in an effort to overthrow to do, the fucking yeah, government yeah. and not get shot, just shoot one and let's see what happens. Yeah, it would have. Or I, shoot I the gun in imagine. the air. Something. So, do something. They did. Well, they did try to push them back. But then yeah. once they got in, they're just open. It's almost like they were holding the door open for them. It's wild. It was wild. It's still wild when I look at the footage. I'm like, how? how? I can't. It's it's what happens like Joy Reid's beautiful tweet. This is what happens when you have an entire group of people after generation after generation thinking that they have the sole ownership of this country. Right. And that there's no and that they have no 
they have no allegiance to anything else but themselves. Well, well and it's this pretend patriotism. It's that yes. Republican cosplay on yeah. full display. It's like America, football, mascots, superheroes. You know, they're like, they're all like decked yeah. out in yeah. all of this gear. They strap on their guns and they pretend that they're patriots. Right. You know what I mean? This it, is they're what not my real patriots. No. This is all a pretend. <laughs> right. It's face paint. It's like they're screaming in a stadium. It's It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Well, the guy, so that guy with that like bull horns on and the face paint with the no shirt, like uh, he's kind of like famous at this point, basically, because the picture was so bizarre. But then I, I, I no, shared. No, but he a, has a name. Like he's, like, he's known. A, he's a, some sort of the like shaman, a shaman. Yeah. And, but he's they, a QAnon guy. Yeah. So they played it. I watched a video of him being interviewed and the level of mental illness that's happening in this man's brain, the things yeah. that he believes that who he is and what he's about is so it's incredibly frightening but it's also super sad um no, he, he, but he's he fallen down this hole yeah. and so you look at him and like oh this is kind of funny this picture of this guy like standing here it's like whatever but it's also when you hear him talk it's just incredible it's just it's it, but the, the best le- the, the lengths that they'll is, go the is best dangerous is people are like oh he's antifa and then he's had, had to go online going i'm not antifa i yeah. am i it's really me you know like this is our plan Ooh, girl it's it's and so funny the, the way things get spin so quickly so I don't know who was trying to say it was anti antifa, like trying to cover this up. That that's it wasn't the easiest all this thing stuff. to turn to. It is, but then like these guys are going, "I'm not." So like, who's trying to make that argument? And I it's know. like whoever's pro Trump, right? Like if these is, uh, I think it's like I think it's the moderate Republicans who are yes. pro Trump that are like, "You got to be antifa," right? And the other like really people there are like, "No, no, 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 no," like, yeah. <laughs> I so mean, stupid. how you still support this president after all of this? I don't know. I know. Oh, Tina. Know. So we've talked about covering this and getting more in depth with it in a future episode because yes. we really don't know what else is going on. And if, if Trump gets impeached, I think oh. that should be an entire episode of like, well, please, we're going to have a series. Let's take it year by it's, year it's and like do it. Yeah. It's going to have to be like a whole series. Yes. Muck and I think that that would be appropriate. Oh, my God. It'd be amazing. But, you know, if you go and listen to our episodes or if, if you listen to all of our episodes and you go back to the historical ones like a Wilmington or, you know, uh, any of these things where. This is not new. This is our country. This is who we are. This is always who we have been. And until we start acknowledging it, there's going to be a reckoning like this all the time. And when it's so easy to elect a monster who will do well, this and play into those fears, then this is how quickly within four years, this is what has happened well, I because we're saying, that weak and we've never acknowledged the history of, of, of racism right. and, uh, uh, you know, murder, mass murder, the things that we've done in this country. And so it will happen well, again thing, and again well, until we start I'm, recognizing it. I'm worried about is, you know, they had Trump and, and Trump knows how to rile up the base, but he's mm-hmm. stupid. I am right. very, very he's concerned. Dim. I'm very concerned of like a Ted Cruz, like someone who yeah. is intelligent and equally crazy mm-hmm. because then we're really in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I feel like imagine some young, intelligent version of like a Trump. Well, and what about that Holly? Like that Holly yeah. guy is is super oh, God. Uh, young I mean, and, and attractive in I'm a way pe- that's like, like on the surface. Like when he starts talking, you want to, you know, vomit. But like yeah. <laughs> easily sellable as a candidate who would bring all of this. Yeah. I hope and pray to God or whoever you believe in that um, this this entire presidency has been a warning to like pay attention. But no, 70 people voted for him. Yeah. And as, on Friday, saying. when we talk, you know, we have a little muck episode coming out Friday and we talked to Carolyn Light. Um, she coins that historical amnesia. And that's exactly what this country has. And so yeah. 
maybe won't be in the next election, but maybe two election cycle, presidential yeah. cycles from now. But we that's will why forget we have about to, this. We have to remind people. Yeah. Never forget. Uh, All right. Christ. Here we go. Okay. So my story, listen to me. Listen, Linda, as Alfredo will say. It's <laughs> long and I, I, I had to very much cut out like more than half of what this motherfucker did because it's too much. Oh, I can't wait. And so wait. I have put it together in as short a version as I can. Okay. But we are going to get through it okay. together, Tina. We're okay. going to hold hands right <laughs> off into the sunset like Thelma and Louise off the fucking cliff with this guy. Okay. okay let's do it. So I am co- covering former mayor of Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick. Oh. Do you know this man? No. Okay. Let's do it. So. Kwame Kilpatrick was born June 8th, 1972, Bernard Kilpatrick and Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick. Um, he attended Detroit's Cass, Techno- Cass Technical High School and graduated from Florida A&M University oh. with a Bachelor of Science degree in political science in 1992. He then, uh, in 1995, married Carlita, his wife, in Detroit. And in 1999, he received his Juris Doctor degree from the Detroit College of Law, which is now the Michigan State University College of Law. So his mother, Carolyn, was a career politician. She represented Detroit in the Michigan House of Representatives from 1979 to 96. And then, which is a long time, yeah? yeah. And then she served in the United States House of Reps oh. for Michigan's 13th Congressional District from 96 to 2010. Again, a really a long, long time. time. Yeah. His dad was like a semi-professional basketball player and he was also a politician, but he was elected to as like a county commissioner, but still like, yeah, no, cool. That's, yeah. It, still a lot of power. Yeah. So, and they divorced when he was young, but still like, these are who his parents are. Right. So he, I'm just going to, we're going to get into it. Right. Okay. So he goes to the house, a Michigan house. He, he runs for his mother's seat. She's vacating the seat oh. to become a U.S. congressperson. Okay. So, he so runs, the name recognition yes, and all Easy, of that. easy. Yeah. Right. So 1996, he's elected to the house of representatives in Michigan. Um, and then his, so his staff consisted of two of his high school classmates, Derek Miller and Christine Beatty. And I'm only bringing this up because they become very important later on. But okay. this is who's in his office as like his aides, right? Okay. Um, he was elected to the floor minority floor leader uh, by the Dems in that position. He was in that position from 98 to 2000. And then he was subsequently elected as House Minority Leader in 2001, becoming the first black person, black man to hold that position in the Mich- Michigan House, which nice. is awesome, right? Yes. So in 2001, he runs for mayor and is elected as mayor of Detroit. Okay. okay. And he is the That's youngest. Huge. It's humongous. Yeah. It's a major city, right? Yeah. Um, he's the youngest person to ever be elected at 31 years old. Oh, baby. Baby, baby. Yeah. Right. So um, in 2002, this was his inaugural address. I'm going to give you a little snippet of it because I thought it was really good once we find out all the bullshit that happens. <laughs> but he says, quote, I stand before you as a son of the city of Detroit and all that it represents. I was born here in the city of Detroit. I was raised here in the city of Detroit. I went to these Detroit public schools. I understand this city. This position is personal to me. It's much more than just politics. Oh, right. Oh, everybody. I like, love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. You know, I used so, to live in Michigan, like right outside of Detroit. You did. Yeah. Just Where? for, um, uh, Frazier, Frazier, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. I have family there and my oh. friend Lauren lives there who I believe listens to the podcast. Hi, Lauren and Nick. Lauren. Love you guys. Um, okay. Right out the gate. 
we got some nepotism starts to happen, uh-uh. right? Well, so, he hired his two friends from well, high he got school. his two. Yeah, so his two friends went from the Michigan house. Now they're working in his office. Oh. That Christine Beattie becomes um, his chief of staff, okay. and Derek Miller is running around in there. So I forgot his exact position, but he's working yes. in the office too. So it was revealed that at any given time, there were about one hundred appointees of Kilpatrick employed with the city. A hundred? A hundred. That's a lot. So the Detroit Free Press examined city records and found, yeah, that's a lot. Like throughout the whole time he was there. So maybe not all at once. Right. But like at any given time, there was like, okay. Yeah. So the Detroit Free Press examined city records and found that 29 of Kilpatrick's closest friends and family were appointed to positions within the various city departments. So not good. No. And this hiring practice. You can't do that. You can't do it. So, and again, this is, I mean, this if, someone is like, is, if someone is legitimately qualified, but a lot of times when you apply when, on those applications, like it says, like, you know, do you or anyone, yeah. you, know, you know, like there's always those little caveats at the bottom and sometimes yes. you can't work at a place if, if there's a relative there. I mean, right. it depends on the company well, or organization. R- hold on yeah. a second, because I'll tell you what happened. So, oh, no. so this hiring practice came to be known as the friends and family plan. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I put LOL after it because that is so fucking funny. Oh, so some of these folks that. were like falsifying their resumes to make it look like they're qualified to oh, work there. No. Now, again, this would be one reason for him to be on the muck. But this yeah. isn't even, this is like the tip of the fucking tip of the fucking iceberg, right? I mean, so like you just have to say to your friend, like, hey man, like yeah. I know you want to come work, but no, 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 we're not we doing do that. that. Kilpatrick's like, sure. cousin, Patricia Peoples, was appointed to the dep- as a deputy director of human resources, giving her the ability to hire more of Kilpatrick's <gasps> friends and families without such hirings being viewed as memor- mayoral appointments. So oh, like now we've got this person sitting smart. here, right? So it's it smart. doesn't come it's back smart. to him, right? Yeah. So the worst, I mean, the part that's kind of worse about that too is that they were given um, higher and more frequent raises than other employees. Of course. Right. So. And they're, they're probably a sitting lot of in this. some cush jobs that they don't know anything about. Exactly. And oh how is that God. benefiting the city? And they got other city employees going like this motherfucker don't know what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> okay. So during his first term, he was criticized for using city funds to lease a Lincoln Navigator for oh, his family. And he on. used the city issued credit card. To charge thousands of dollars worth of spa massages, (gasps) massages, (laughs) I can't say it, extravagant dining and expensive wines, Kilpatrick paid back $9,000 of the (gasps) $210,000 credit card charges. $210,000 massages? And all of, yeah, and all the other stuff. And renting a car for like $40,000 or like leasing this car for $40,000 a year. So, um, I don't, the city's not like rolling in dough, by the way. Like it's not, they don't have a, you know, they're not in a good place. And he's hired all his friends. So anyone it's looking like, at the finances, it's probably his buddy. So, but it's like right out the gate, like this yeah. is first term, like first, like bullshit. Right. So meanwhile, they have like this, this it's called the Belle Isle Zoo and the Belle Isle Aquarium. And they're in the city budget. Like they're part of the city, yeah. whatever own the city owns like them a, or runs yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he offers to like, we need to close these things <gasps> <laughs> because we can't afford it. Meanwhile, he's driving Lincoln. Which is so funny. I thought that was so funny. No. But the city council overrode his funding veto and they gave the zoo a budget of $700,000. So it's like, it, it, all these things are happening. zoo, man. I mean, come on. I mean, what are you going to do? And meanwhile, you're driving this car. Okay. And getting massages. Okay. So listen, let's... I would love to have just unlimited massages. Please. Hello. I mean, I thought that's why we had children, but these kids' hands are not strong enough no. yet to give me a good back massage. No. Okay. And they don't know what they're doing. They, and yeah. They don't get the right <laughs> knots out. I'm like, here. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into it. Oh, no. So this story, I think, is the most important. 
because there's lots of muck in this, but this really kind of starts to show the city and the people who voted for him and anyone else, you know, the press, that something is not fucking right here with this guy. Something's off. He's not who we think he is, this young, like, whatever guy, right? Okay, so. Ooh, mysterious. Yes. So the first thing that happens is during his first term in the fall of 2002, it was alleged that Kilpatrick had held a wild party involving strippers Uh-oh. at the Manugian Mansion, which is owned by the city. It's the residence of the mayor. It's owned by the oh. city. Oh, the right? mayor has a the residence? The mayor has his own residence, which, wow. by the way, you, sort of, say, you hear that with, like, governor. Yeah, you know, right. That's why I, I thought, yeah. I, I was like, you want to save some money? Close yeah. the fucking mansion. Yeah. Make, I, it, make I know it a museum or something. I, Manugian, I am pronouncing that right, because I checked in with one of my Michigan friends, oh, my buddy, and he told nice. me. Yes, yeah, so I know I'm saying that right. I'm very, because I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Okay, so former... Members of the Executive Protection Unit, also known as EPU, it's the mayor's police security detail. Oh, he's got his own squad of security. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. And, 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 and I gotta and tell you, they have this prior to yes, him. Yes, 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 yes. But this is another thing. He had this huge entourage that no mayor had ever had before. Oh my! God. I read a little sidebar story that he would go to DC for conferences, and the first time he went, the you can get the DC police to be your security. Yeah. Like they take you to the conference, they take you back to your hotel. Bye, see you. Right. The second time he came in for a conference, they would not. They would not allow him to hire them as a security detail because the first time they put he put secure the security in danger because they were partying all night they were oh going to weird God. places and clubs and they were like no more we will never do security for you again like that's how fucking wild so, this guy was so the, and this is after his role as a as a yeah. house rep there was things happening in the house and there were things happening in the house that too. weren't like this but they were the, giving state contracts or giving money to his his wife's company that oh, she started like there was things okay happening so there. so messing around with bids yes. and Things but like things that. that we didn't know until like later, right? Wow. Okay. So. Because then they started looking back. Yes. So this EPU uh, alleged that Carlita Kilpatrick, Kwame's wife, came home unexpectedly. <gasps> oh, and physically, and there's a party. Yeah. And there's like. And a, she physically attacks an exotic dancer. Like, she So she's like, oh, honey, I'm out of town. And she rolls in and there's exotic in. dancers everywhere. And okay. she flips out. Yeah. So officer, she has the right to flip out. I'm, I'm on honey, her side here. Honey. I'm on her side. Yeah. So Officer Harold Nelthrop contacted the Internal Affairs Unit of the police, de- Detroit Police Department in April 2003 to recommend that they investigate these abuses by the EPU because yes. this security yeah. detail, even though they're like his security yeah. for the mayor, they're supposed to report crimes. Yes. They're supposed to report wrongdoing. Yes. But I, I'd imagine you get close to this guy and you like... Don't get so, you know, you kind of overlook something. And who knows? And maybe he's Maybe like, they're getting maybe, lap dances. Yes. Right? Maybe like, they're getting knows? hooked up with stuff too. Okay. So. so of course he, of course Kilpatrick is like, ah, there was no party. There's no, oh. there's no, there's no strippers here. Like Where's deny, deny, wife? deny. Oh, she's denying, denying, denying. She's denying too? Everything. So it became like this urban legend that this thing actually happened. So an investigation by Michigan Attorney General Michael Cox and the state Michigan State Police found no evidence that the party took place, although the state police investigation was cut short. So we're having like, people are interfering with the police. Okay. Yeah. So Nelthrop, who's that first guy who went to internal affairs and was like trying to tell, like raise the red flags yes. and the internal affairs investigator, Gary Brown, alleged that they were fired by the Kilpatrick administration <gasps> in retaliation for investigating the mayor and other superiors. So like, wow. now we're getting into, yes. okay. So by the way, 
That's the first fucking problem. That's you the, don't fire people who investigate. Like it's, it's, yeah. it, you're going to, it's all well, going to Well, that's shining a light. Yeah. I mean, now, now they're going to be like, well, why'd you fire this Exactly. Guy? So Nelthrop and Brown filed a whistleblower lawsuit Uh-oh. and were, were awarded 6.5 million, but we're going to get into that, that trial, but they did end up winning this, this money. Additionally, two other police officers, Walt Harris and Alvin Bowman claimed they were retaliated against for their involvement in the investigations and into the mayor's misconduct. Harris was a former member of the EPU who was identified the administ- by the administration as cooperating with the state's investigation, Ooh. right? So he was, and then he suffered a smear campaign in the media by the mayor's administration. Oh my God. Okay, so, so, so it now gets they're worse. like, oh, you can't believe this guy. And yeah. he just throws him under the bus. Yes. So here it comes. You ready? Uh oh. So Tamara Green, she's this 27 year old exotic oh, dancer no. who was allegedly performing at the Manoogian Mansion party. Is she the one that got hit? And was the, allegedly the person <laughs> assaulted by Carlita Carpa- Kilpatrick gets murdered. <gasps> no. Oh, no. Please don't tell me they take her out. Okay. Oh, no, 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 so, no. So. This is where it gets like, this is oh, fucked up. no. It's, this is, this fucks me up. This fucks me up, this no. part. Because I'm like, this guy's already a piece of shit. Okay, so on so April- So this is how he's going to hide the story? He's going to kill this girl? No. So on April 30th, 2003, at around 3.40 a.m., near the intersection of Rose Lawn and West Outer Drive, while sitting in her car <gasps> with her 32-year-old boyfriend, she was shot multiple oh, times- my God. By a 40 caliber Glock pistol. At the time- this was the same model and caliber firearm as those officially issued by the Detroit Police <gasps> Department. And so, like, do members of that that E, um, his crew, his his uh, like little police crew, do they have that issue? I don't weapon? know. I don't know. Okay. I, that you know, if it's a separate security, maybe not. I don't know. But investigators believe that this was a deliberate hit by a member of the Detroit Police. Oh, so my Green's family, God. yeah. So Green's family, <gasps> this woman files a federal lawsuit against the city of Detroit for $150 million claiming she was murdered to prevent her testimony about the Manoogian Mansion Party. Because remember, there's an investigation happening and they contacted her. Okay, so... What about the boyfriend? Was he sort of just sitting in the car like... I don't know. You know what? That's a good question. I I should have looked in to see if he was killed too, but... Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe it, it just yeah. happened so quickly and yeah. he's sitting there and like, why? and if oh you see it's a police officer, would you fucking say anything? They, well, yeah. or even if you're sitting in the dark, it's three in the morning and Who shots knows? are being fired. He's yes. It, yes. It's so, probably, yeah, you can't react. Exactly. So a judge ruled that Norman Yatuma, the attorney who's representing Green's son, she had a son who's like a teenager at the time. <sighs> Um, that, that this, this attorney could have access to text messages between Kilpatrick, police chief Ella Bulling Cummings, and dozens of city employees to ascertain if the city officials blocked the investigation into the murder. Because by the way, this is still unsolved. <gasps> and that really pisses me off too. Like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. My God. It fucking pisses so th- me off. So this is not This is a settled. woman's life. This isn't stealing money, embezzlement, no, all this other no, no, stupid no, no, shitty no, no, things. No. This is a woman's life. She had a child. She had a child. And, and piece she, of number shit. one, she got hired to do a job. Yeah. And she- I'm sorry your wife came yeah. home, motherfucker. What's that to do with me? Yeah. Oh, it makes me so fucking mad, Tina. I can't I, believe I, that this is unsolved. Yeah. Well, of course it is. If police are involved- right? Oh my God. So Yatuma also wanted the text messages and GPS, like this lawyer, this, is, this, this fucking is, lawyer. Yeah, this is, is like, what I'm saying. I can't they ping smart, this, this smart motherfucker. So We're he, pinging, that's the thing now. Yes, where's the, yeah. the, the, cell <laughs> where, the, the cell phone tower So Yatuma also wanted the text messages and GPS positions of every city employee exchanged Ooh, yes, between 1.30 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. on the night it. of the murder. Let's do it. The city's pr- uh, communications provider, Skytel, indicated it was prepared to release the text messages <gasps> if the court ruled accordingly. 
So oh, no. on March 1st, 2008, a 10-page affidavit by... Okay, so here... This now, Please don't now, tell me some judge is like, no, so we can't also, do this. So this, also, this lawyer starts fucking getting depositions. I want this shit on record. Yes. Of like, what did you see? Where were you? What yes. do you know? Right? So, oh, my God. A 10-page affidavit by former Detroit Police Lieutenant Alvin Bowman was filed by Utuma in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan, right. stating that, quote, I suspected that the shooter was a law enforcement <gasps> officer and more specifically, a Detroit Police off- Department officer. Okay. So there's already now we got a lieutenant, right? He also claims that high-ranking Detroit police personnel, including Cummings, deliberately sabotaged his investigation, stating that he eventually had to transfer out of the homicide division because he had been asking too many questions about Green, the Green murder and the Manoogian mansion party. So he was like... He's, you know, he's like looking into it and they're yeah. like, okay, he's snipping around too much. Yeah. Transfer him, throw him yes. at a desk or He also claims that Green was employed by an unnamed associate of Kilpatrick and that her telephone records linked her to a high-ranking city employee not long before her death. Okay, so it's all there. This seems is unacceptable. Like. Oh, girl. So in another affidavit, Joyce Carolyn Rogers, a former Detroit police uh, employee, stated that she had read a police report that came across her desk in the fall of 2002, right after the regarding Carlita Kilpatrick's assault of Green during the party. Oh. Rogers stated that Carlita had witnessed Green touching the mayor in a manner that was upsetting, that upset the mayor's wife, end quote. Rogers alleged that Carlita struck Green with a wooden object <gasps> and that the two men's that two men stepped in to restrain her. Yatuma said that Roger's affidavit showed that the party was not an urban legend. Like there were reports, even though people weren't like looking into this. So now there's, so the reports then have, were what destroyed? Yeah. Like they weren't like nobody would do the investigation. Like nobody would look into it. I wonder if and then she gets murdered. Back. Yeah, but I wonder if the reports were filed in a computer or something. Can't they go back in a database and but even find... so, this deposition is basically like all she's saying is, "I read a report. Yeah, I know I saw it. Where is it? Like, who yeah, knows? Where's but the report? Just she's just testifying that she saw something that actually said this. Okay, so this is another thing. There was three. So this guy also got affidavits um, from three Detroit paramedics signed affidavits. The the lawyer did that said that. They claim they spoke to Green around the time of the party, um, the, the the woman who's the dancer, um, the night that it happened, right? These paramedics called. Um, they claim One of them claimed that he saw Kilpatrick and his bodyguards at the Detroit Receiving Hospital where the injured woman was taken. Um, they claim that an injured woman brought to the hospital by three plainclothes police officers oh, no. um, in the autumn of 2002 and, w- and heard the woman say she had been attacked by Carlita Kilpatrick. So... This is all now on record, right? Yeah. Um, and they also said that uh, they ran into a medical technician, Doug Bayer, who told them that he, what he had seen, uh, or no, one of these paramedics told another guy what he had seen, and that Bayer then told the police of such an encounter. So it's not, so you know when you see something and you're like, um, hey, Tina, I saw this dog, this, this car hit this dog, it was so crazy, and yeah. it kind of would like give me an alibi about where I was, right. and they can say, did you tell anybody? Oh, I told Tina I saw the dog, yeah. and they talk to you, and you'd verify, yeah, she did tell me that story. It's like people yeah. were seeing things and telling other people, and it was just kind of like making it concrete. They're not making it up. At the time, they said that these are the things they saw. Right. They're not but going then, back in but their memory. With, 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 how does that work with hearsay? You know, like... I don't know. I think it's uh, yeah. just like another person who's to not corroborate. involved. Who yeah. can corroborate. Okay. So the trial. Remember I told you these cops then sue, right? Yes. So this they call it the whistleblower trial. And it becomes important because of other things that come out after that. So in 2003, they filed a civil lawsuit against Kilpatrick, the Nelthrop and Brown, right? These two cops who were fired for these bullshit because they were investigating him. 
So the officers claim they were fired because of internal probe into his actions and it violated the whistleblower law. Like we're allowed to say that these things are going on, even though you're sitting in office. So the trial began in August, 2007 during his second term. Cause by the way, I can't believe he got elected. He was fucking reelected in 2005. (gasps) While all of this was going on, he gets reelected. Oh, I can't even tell you the mother. There's a, there's, there's video of the mother at like rallies going, don't let them do this to your boy. He's your boy. Don't let him, don't let them take him down. And this is bullshit. They're coming after him. And I was just like, like, even though he did all of these things, she's still like, you need to reelect him. Oh girl, it's fucked up. I was wondering wondering how his, I thought his mom would be like, what the hell are you doing? Because they're all, no, they're all like deny, 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 deny. Okay. So maybe she didn't know a lot, but she was definitely defending him against like allegations and things and and pushing people to vote for him. So (sighs) during that trial in his testimony, Kilpatrick expressed anger about claims that he was having an affair with Christine Beatty, his chief of staff. Oh God. Because also she was seen at the party after this woman gets hit. This, this lady shows up and trying to like clean up this mess. So that's why she was brought up in the trial because the officers are like, she was fucking there. Okay. so now people start questioning like what is your relationship with her really yeah right so they deny and she also denied under oath that anything was going on with them so the trial ended in september of 2007 and after three hours of deliberation the jury gives them awarding verdict that awards these plaintiffs 6.5 million dollars in damages there was also a third officer who also got in on it that he had done this too as well it's, it wasn't as interesting but it was another separate situation but anyway he's also involved in that 6.5 million wow. so after the right after the the verdict comes down he goes out kilpatrick goes out in front of the city hall and he goes that he blamed the wrong verdict on white suburban jurors <laughs> so now he's using this race race yes. like trying to bu- stoke this racial bias Meanwhile, he's fucking guilty yeah. of like being firing these officers for all this bullshit, but he's blaming it on this racial like yeah. bullshit. That fucking, but and he also said, quote, there's race in this and we run from it in this region. And I think it's impossible for us to move forward as a region without confronting it head on. But I don't want what happened in the past 24 months, which went while he was in, yeah. elected to be erased by what has happened in the last two days. So, and then also he vowed to appeal the verdict. However, wow. weeks later, during stalled settlement negotiations, he quickly approved an $8.4 million settlement upon learning the motion. Okay, so they get awarded this money, yes. and then the attorneys come back, and they're like, all right, come okay, on, we 6. Gotta, 5, come on, motherfucker. Like, what's the deal? So he, even though he's like, oh, I'm, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, he's like, no, 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 pay them, pay them, yes, pay them, pay he's them. like, let's move on. Yeah, but there's a reason why. Oh, God. Because he finds out that the lawyers for these cops, um, Mike, Stephanie, has a motion that he can file that proves that Christine Beatty and Kilpatrick <gasps> lied under oath Ooh. about their relationship and that they have, he has tons of pages of text messages that would prove that. Oh, dang. So instead of like fighting it, he's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. it under the, yeah, we yeah. got to move on. So the city council voted to pay this 8.4 million to Nelthrop and Brown and another third officer. Um, and they were not aware that there was this whole separate thing happening. Oh, so they just trust the mayor going, let's just sign off. Just get, yeah, okay. they have no idea that, that actually he is guilty and there are these other text messages. So they were not made aware of it. And they also were not made aware of this confidential confidentiality agreement that all of these shitty people signed saying they would never say that these text messages oh, existed. Oh, no. 
So Kilpatrick's made aware that there's this motion that's going to be filed. And he was like, he just all right, it up. Okay, we'll pay it. But then, he, but he said no to Stephanie, the it. lawyer and to these, he goes, he goes, that's fine. We'll make sure you get paid. But I want something in writing saying that you're never going to talk about this. And if you do, you'll be financially hit for it. Right. So that's what wow. we find out ends up happening. So, so the Detroit free press, the Detroit news and the city council sued under the Michigan Freedom of Information Act, requesting that the city release all settlement related oh, documents. Oh, and that's in there. And it's in there. Oh. So the Freedom of Information lawsuit ordered Stephanie to be deposed by the plaintiffs. So now so this now lawyer he has to. is on the record yeah. and he's like, like he's going to tell the truth, right? Yeah. So he reveals in the deposition the existence of a confidentiality agreement signed by all parties to keep confidential intimate text messages sent between Kilpatrick and Beattie. Dang. So the city of the Detroit Law Department initially denied the existence of a secret deal, but later fought unsuccessfully up to the Michigan Supreme fucking Court wow. to keep the documents sealed on the ground that oh. they are private communications. Please. I wonder what they were saying. Honey, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about this. Dang. So the unsealed documents reveal that there was a scheme uh, between Kilpatrick, uh, with Kilpatrick, the city of law, a Detroit Law Department to hide a series of text messages yes. that contradicted the sworn statement or sworn testimony, which, by the way, is very, very bad and yes. against the law. So um, this these documents also provided the basis for a criminal investigation, right? Because now you lied. Yes. So here's the secret deal. It called for Brown to forfeit, the, the one of the cops, to forfeit $3 million, Nelthrop to forfeit $2 million, and Harris, who's that other cop, yeah. to forfeit $400,000 if they ever revealed the information. Wow. Stephanie would forfeit the the lawyer 2.6 million in legal fees if he or any of his employees ever divulged the existence of these text messages. So, here's my question since he was sort of forced to divulge it, does does Who knows? Listen, they, I, whole, I, I just wonder like do, do they move forward with this deal of like this, the money this fucking and, like piece of shit yeah, contract? Yeah. Like how dirty and gross is yeah. that? It's so fucking gross. So, of course, I mean they it, sold their morals. Yes. Though. Yeah. By the way, Stephanie. they sued him for, for firing them, which was the wrong thing to do, yeah. and then did and then the wrong made a thing deal. by signing this deal. deal. Come on, that's fucked up. So this investigation, you know, it opens up an investigation by the Wayne County prosecutor, Kim Worthy, and she concluded that Kilpatrick, Beatty, and Beatty were going to be charged with all kinds of things, yeah. uh, and I'll get into that. But the city council requested that Kilpatrick resign as mayor, <laughs> that oh, governor, and that Governor Granum um, use her authority to remove him from office. And Granum's like, yeah, 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 listen. I'll remove him when the investigation's done. Now that this criminal investigation is yes. open, let's see what happens and then I'll take him out. But let's wait until that happens. And then of course, Kilpatrick is like, fuck you. He's, and then he says that the, um, he has worked hard for the city and oh. he has, which is basically paying back the 8.4 million. So he dismissed any of this of like, you're going to take me out. It's just put, like political rhetoric and like, you're not going to take me out because I've worked, uh, you've earned 8.4 million. I've given that to oh, you with my hard me, work. Give me a break. Meanwhile, he's a fucking scammer all over the place. someone. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. So then this trial. May have been allegedly involved in the murder. Yeah. So then the scandal. So this, the, so in January 2008, the Detroit Free Press revealed the existence of more than 14,000 text messages exchanged between Dang. Kilpatrick and Beatty on their city issued SkyTel oh, pagers. Well, they're there. Now yeah. it's not private anymore. That's right. And this now is it's between, not private anymore. So there's all these messages between idiot. like 2002 and 2003. And the dates are of importance because they encompass the time periods of the alleged Manugian mansion party <gasps> uh -oh. and the firing of Brown, right? So the book, what about the murder? Af 
well, no, 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 we don't yeah. get it. That's that's never going to come up again. Like that's it's it. So, what about that judge though? That that they went before the judge to have all the cell phone tower pings and all of that. Did that ever? Did the judge? But nothing ever came approve? of it because yes, because but nothing came of it because they nobody could would get on. Like nobody would confess. They couldn't. It's like still unsolved. Oh my god! But they and they weren't be able to like trace no. all the officers and their phones. No, god dang it! So the bulk of the text messages that were released in October two thousand eight were um. Okay, so between those two. So usually personal and private communications will be hidden, right? But the city directive that was reauthorized by Kwame Kilpatrick during his first term stated that any city equipment should be, quote, used in an honest, ethical, and legal manner and cautions that... This is not considered to be personal and private. No, it's, it's paid you're for using, by the city, man. Yeah. So Kilpatrick and, and Beatty, who were both in separate marriages at the time, did discuss city business at times in their texts. At However, times. many of the series of messages describe their extramarital sexual relationship, Uh-oh. often in graphic detail. Ooh, so here's let me one. Hear, let me hear. She writes to him, and did you miss me? Oh, God. Sexually? <laughs> and he wrote, hell Yeah. <laughs> You you couldn't tell. I want some more. Oh, men are the fucking worst. Did, but who's like? Did you miss me sexually? Sexually? Like, who who writes that? This lady. Give so then then there's other texts. Listen to this one. She writes, "I'm sorry that we, this is about. This is when Brown was fired. This is why it's so fucking like I don't know how dumb people are, but this is dumb." She writes, "I'm sorry that we are going through this mess because of a decision that we made to fire Gary Brown. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will make sure." I will oh make sure. My God. <laughs> I mean, dumb me, dumb. I will make sure that the next decision is much more thought out. Not regretting what was done at all, but thinking about how we can make things do. We can do things smarter. And he writes, "It had to happen, though. I'm all the way with that." Oh, like, yeah. Let's just let's keep writing. Conspiracy keep writing. over. Keep like the, <laughs> the end of the conspiracy. That is the funniest. Why I mean, in the world would she write that? I don't know. But like, why do you think things are there, that private too? Like Ugh. it's not, but it also goes to like, they think they're untouchable in this whole thing. Yeah. Like, and by the way, also honey, maybe it's cause she's getting that dick, but like, why are you covering up for this piece of shit? Yes. Like he's at a Ugh. stripper party and you're covering up this one's murdered. And you're like, well, I guess we could just fire the police officers. Yeah. Get out. What are you doing there? Get, you doing? get out while you can. Oh God, what a fucking nightmare. Oh so my God. why? They, by the way, the text messages further describe their use of city funds to arrange romantic getaways. Oh. Anna talked about their fears of getting caught and the evidence of the pair because that conspired, of course, to fire Brown. Oh my God. Um, so January 2008, she's like, bye. And she resigns <laughs> as the chief of staff, which is probably no. two years too late or something. Please. So um, then in March of 2018, the city council passes this non-binding resolution asking for Kilpatrick to resign as mayors like seven to one voted to like get get out um the resolution cited 33 reasons for kilpatrick to step down ranging from the secret settlement deals yes. to mandatory audits for not being submitted to the state which i didn't even get oh into but like God. they're supposed to send audits every year to the state and they were getting there like 14 months late and charging <gasps> getting charged like three hundred thousand dollars in fines from the oh, state come on. because they weren't getting done but he's in charge because, he should be making sure what? this happens because he's hiring people that don't yes. know what they're doing could you imagine what an audit would reveal about his what he's spending oh money God. on his credit card um and then also of like he just never tells the truth like that's another reason so he of course dismisses this vote as irrelevant and declare that he would not resign as mayor because that's a very oh. podcast thing to do right oh. they don't ever resign no, they never 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 so they responded with like asking the an independent attorney to like can you please explore options of how we can get rid of this motherfucker yes, what about the and quote yeah well 
the investigation hadn't ended yet, right? Oh, that once, but yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, need yeah, you yeah. out. We need you yes. out. They so, have a city to run. Yes. So of course, there's and criminal- why not? Why not deal with your problems right now? Clearly, right. you have a lot going on that you can't focus on yes. the job, Mayor. Yes. The prosecutor, Kim Worthy, in March of 2008, announced a 12-count criminal indictment against Kilpatrick wow. and Beatty, charging uh, Kilpatrick with eight and Beatty with seven. Um, and then charges were for perjury, misconduct in office, obstruction of justice. Oh um, Worthy suggested that Kilpatrick in the administration and others in the administration could be charged as well, which is what happens. So... Um, of course, he still has a lot of supporters. They started a Detroit Justice Fund to help him oh, pay for his legal defense. Unbelievable. Which, it's crazy. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, but really, like, there's rumblings in the city, though, of, like, he has to go. I saw yeah. this really great newscaster, this woman, this black woman who's a newscaster there forever, and she basically, like, did a plea to him on the air of, like, can you please stop this? Yeah. Like, we're embarrassed. Like, like this is enough now. Like, yeah. we know you're beloved. Like, there must have been a whole thing behind yeah. him. But, like, we know everyone loves you. And, like, it was but cool. But guess what? You but, made like, a mistake. You have Goodbye. to stop now. Like, please stop. You know? Ugh. I know. So, around the same time Kilp- um, that this is all happening, Michigan Attorney General Michael Cox announced that there was going to be two new felony counts filed against him for assaulting and interfering with a law officer. So this is about, um, there were some officers, Wayne County Sheriff deputies who were trying to serve a subpoena to his, to a friend of his, Bobby Ferguson. And it's on video where Kilpatrick like steps in and like put, like pushes with his arm, this officer against the law, against the wall to like, not serve the subpoena wow. like physically violent against this guy or physical like he, assault. Yeah. He's this like, I'm, I'm just the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like now there's these other charges that are oh coming. Oh my goodness. Okay. So on September 4th, 2008, Kwame pleads guilty to two felony counts of obstruction of justice and he pleads no contest to assaulting the deputy. Um, and as part of the plea agreement, he agreed to pay $1 million of restitution wow. to the city. Because remember, they paid all this money for him, yeah. right? He had to surrender his law license so he can't <gasps> practice law. He had five years probation and he could not run for public office during the probation period. <laughs> I wish oh, it was ever, no. but okay. No. So he also what? he was also required to resign as mayor of Detroit and surrender his state pension from his <gasps> six years of service in the Michigan motherfucking House Ooh. of Representatives before you know he was in there before. Yes. And I know you love that. I yes. love telling you stuff because you know, like yes. you're always like, why are they still getting why are money? They getting money. Yeah. So that's all gone. So of course, and then in his allocution, which is where you have to say all of the things yes. that you did I out love loud, that. he um he admitted that he had lied several times under oath. He was having an affair. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. The allocution is the Best, the best because like they yeah. have to they yeah. have to own Finally, up to yeah. it and they have to say it out meanwhile loud. there's like how many times did he say out loud that he's like yes. oh and there's another thing under during the, the the texting trial when he was like no we're not fair like, he was saying it's not fair that, that this woman can work with a man and all of a sudden oh that's then oh. It's, it's said that she's sleeping with him and she's and i would never do that's my wife and i um my, she and miss Beatty doesn't whore around he <gasps> said whore like five or six times where i thought to myself he thinks she's a whore yeah like, this is him, because they are yes. fucking. And, like, yeah. he keeps saying, like, she's not whoring around. And I'm like, whoring around? Like, that's totally him. Yeah. He doesn't see her Come on. unequal. Yeah. And could you imagine friends. her hearing that testimony? And he keeps going, she's not whoring around. And meanwhile, she knows that she's yes. fucking him? Okay, I'm just saying. Like, Mm-mm-mm. that's fucked up. So... His last day in office was September 18th, 2008. And as a result of his guilty plea, he served four months in the Wayne County Jail and served five years probation. In the separate assault case, he pleaded no contest to one felony count of assaulting and obstructing a police officer in exchange for a second assault charge being dropped. The deal also required his resignation in 120 days in jail to be served concurrently with his jail time for the perjury counts that he mm. had. 
Um, and he was sentenced on October 28th, 2008. The, George, the judge ordered that Kilpatrick not be given any opportunity for early release, but instead serve the entire 120 days. But he still has that, like, restitution over his head, too, you know? Yeah. So um, he left jail on February 3rd, 2008. After serving 99 days, uh, he boarded a private jet oh. uh, to and landed in Texas that evening. Oh. Right? So his family's now living in Texas. He was supposedly Must to join. Nice. Yeah. He was supposed to join his family in a $3,000 a month house in south lake texas like how is he paying for this within a couple weeks kilpatrick was hired by covizant a texas subsidiary of compuware which is headquartered in detroit ceo of compuware peter carmanos jr was one of the parties who loaned him large sums of money to like pay these legal fees like this is Uh somebody he had on like the hook basically when he goes to this restitution hearing he tells the judge i'm broke (gasps) right i'm broke i don't have the money and the and he said he only had this like three thousand dollar a month like bill to pay for his house but like that's it like he can't pay any more money like he doesn't have it and so the judge requested like financial records like from him and his wife Uh and like where's the money and by by november 2009 he was on the stand in detroit explaining how why he's poor and like how he doesn't have this money and he claimed to have no knowledge about who paid for his million dollar home or the escalades they were driving or other lavish expenses that were going on during this time yeah and he also denied any knowledge of his wife's finances or even whether she was employed so he so doesn't like he's know, a dick, basically. So, so he doesn't know that his wife has a job. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine this judge? So like, um, during the hearing, it was revealed that, like, these people had been giving him money, and, like, that's how... But that's weird. Why? Right. I don't know. That's, to me, very fucked up, too. Like, something's... Something's going yeah, on Yeah, why there. are you keeping this guy going? Yeah. Especially if someone's murdered, like, run. Like, why are you even anywhere near this person? Yeah. So the judge ruled that he had to pay um, the sum of $300,000 to the city within 90 days. Like, <gasps> all right, we're not fucking with you anymore. We're not wow. fucking around. So on February 19th, he missed a required restitution payment of 79000 <gasps> And the court received only fourteen, and then twenty one, so like 35 of it. And then on February 23rd, the judge approved a warrant for Kilpatrick <gasps> and ruled in April that he had violated the terms of his probation. Yes. That's um, a lot of money to come up with. Yes. How? How is I don't that? even yeah. I don't know. How, I know. how do you do that? But you know, don't do the crime. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. Anyway, on May 25th, 2010, he was sentenced to one and a half <gasps> to five years within the Michigan Department of Corrections. And then they credited him those 99 days oh. for violation of probation. And then was afterwards taken back into con- correctional custody. So now he's in jail. He was released from federal custody on April 6, 2011 and released on parole on August 2nd. Does he still have to pay that money though? Yes. So um and then he they, in august 2011 the court ordered him to pay his incarceration costs <laughs> oh my god just keep adding and adding yes. okay so here's the deal this is like i'm gonna wrap this thing up but like so while all of this is happening like this like i i, I kept thinking it was like this lake of fire right like all this stuff's happening on the surface and everybody's looking at it like yeah. all the shit he's doing but underneath that lake is like the fbi and they're with their scuba fucking gear on and they're like looking, looking at around. the muck that's like under oh, the water no. and so i don't i think so it now was pretty federal? unbeknownst to him is that yeah. the fbi had been investigating him since his first term <gasps> and like what was happening there so then oh, this is what really gets him for good is the fbi investigated corruption within detroit city hall in particular how contracts are awarded there we go right? so here we Those go contract bids yes through and i know you're gonna love this bitch because this is this is who we are through the use of undercover video wiretaps Ooh. and informants the fbi investigated whether bernard kilpatrick kwame's dad was involved in payoff schemes to steer city business to contractors and then illegally funnel any money or kickbacks 
back to his son. Uh oh. So this is very Chicago. Remind me of Chicago, yes. and you know that's how the aldermen work. Like yes, you have yes, to pay, yes. pay, pay, and then you'll get the contracts. Oh my god. Okay. So the FBI also announced that Derek Miller, our friend Derek from high school, a close friend of Kilpatrick, uh, was a top advisor on Uh-oh. his campaigns. Da, da, da. Um, and he was the chief information officer. That's what he was doing in the city. Oh, was named as a target. That's of why the, they're late on their pay- yeah, <laughs> on their payments exactly. and sending things in. So he was also a target of the corruption investigation. Candia Milton, the deputy mayor, um, he pleaded guilty to federal bribery charges involving the state the, the sale of city owned land. On December 14, 2010, Kilpatrick was again indicted on new corruption charges in what a federal prosecutor called a, quote, pattern of extortion, bribery, and fraud by some of the city's most prominent officials. His father, his father, Bernard Kilpatrick, was also indicted, (gasps) as was contractor Bobby Ferguson, that guy that he was trying to keep the subpoena from, uh, Kilpatrick's aide, Derek Miller, and Detroit Water Department Chief Victor Mercado. So the original 38 charge indictment listed allegations of 13 fraudulent schemes and awarding contracts in the city's Department of Water and Sewage with pocketed kickbacks of nearly $1 million. Oh my God. There's the money for all the stuff. Follow the money, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's, that's how he's paying for everything. Yeah. He doesn't have the, his kickbacks anymore. He was arraigned on January 10th, 2011 on charges uh, in the 89 page indictment. Opening wow. statements began in September, 2012. Pro- prosecutors soon brought forth a large number of witnesses who gave damaging testimony. And during the trial, Mercado took a plea deal while it was still in progress. He's like, ah, uh, I'm out. Yep. Cause they bring in a witness after yes. witness who are just fucking flipping on them. Like they're not, you know, I mean, get out while the getting's good, I guess. Yeah. So on March 11th, 2013, Kilpatrick was found guilty by a jury of two dozen counts, including those for racketeering, extortion, mail fraud, and tax evasion, among others. Shortly after conviction, speaking about Kilpatrick, Judge Nancy Emmons ruled in favor of remand, saying detention is required in the circumstance. So he went right from the getting found guilty right to jail, right? Wow. Yeah. So he was sentenced to 28 years in prison (gasps) on October 10th, 2013. Yeah. And there's no parole in the federal prison system, apparently. That's it. So, however, um, with time off for good behavior, his earliest possible release date would be August of 2037, when he'll be 67 years mm. old. Uh, Mercado pleaded guilty, like I said, to one count of conspiracy. Bobby Ferguson was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Wow. Derek Miller pleaded guilty to tax evasion and was sentenced to three years supervision, the first year in a halfway house. Bernard Kilpatrick, Kwame's dad, was sentenced to 15 months in prison. Wow. I mean... Wow. Everyone around him just going. Yeah. This woman, Emma Bell, who worked, he had all these nonprofits. He had three, I believe. And so money was rolling through these two. And oh, some of that money was going to like God. his campaign. He would take oh, some of that so money. So that's where he's like laundering. So yeah, money maybe. was going through that too. And so there's a woman named Emma Bell who worked at one of those and she received two years probation and a fine of $330,000 in back taxes as part of a plea deal where she testified that she frequently handed Kilpatrick large amounts of cash skimmed from campaign accounts. Wow. So the the bank that they were involved in, First Independence Bank, was um, also fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for failing to follow anti money laundering regulations. Hello, oh. you could have stopped this, you dummies. Fourteen companies were suspended from bidding on contracts with the water department because of the scandal. Yeah, um, you don't get to participate now. No, if you're like, <laughs> it's crazy making these backdoor deals and in august 2015 the united states court of appeals for the sixth circuit upheld his convictions but ordered that the amount that the amount of restitution be recalculated so maybe he won't have to pay all that money back whatever um and then in june 2016 the u.s supreme court denied his appeal in uh, in june 2018 kilpatrick began seeking a pardon from president donald trump oh come on now you know that shit didn't come back because he's not the right uh color of person to get a fucking uh 
pardoned yeah. from Donald Trump. All those fuckers are white. Yeah. This piece of shit oh fucking president. Oh, my God. Anyway, his application had also been opposed by the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office for Southeast Michigan. They're like, please don't pardon this fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, restitution claims and other civil lawsuits have accumulated to over $10 million in debts for which Kilpatrick wow. is responsible. Kilpatrick appears. Unacceptable, man. Yeah. This is wild. And he has no assets to settle these claims. So there's no, no way it's ever even going to be paid back. Yeah. And that is Kwame motherfucking Kilpatrick. That is Girl, wild. Too much. My God. And he's like a mayor. And like he's done so much. There's By the so- way, and I have to tell you again, like I will link the articles, but there is so much more. Oh my God. That I can't, I couldn't I'm, I'm even really get into. I'm really upset about the, the uh, green, the dancer. Oh, and I'm, I'm for me, that was too, the like, end. That, I was that like, the FBI no. and their investigation would maybe. I know. Maybe they're still looking into it. Because that, you know, as much as the money is a problem embezzling and all that stuff, like that, yeah, that's you know, someone's okay, life. We can get, this it's, is a human being. Yeah. And that was, mm. that's really far to protect your schemes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Today. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to tell you the story of another Sunshine State shithead, <gasps> Matt Gates. Whoa! <laughs> Get the fuck out! I'm going to fall off my fucking What? <gasps> oh my God. Tina. This guy. My heart just like died and came back to life. This yes, guy. Bitch, get it. In 2010, Damn. Matt yes. Gates earned a seat in the Florida House of Representatives and later a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives in 2016. Mm. But when his wild antics and behavior earn him attention, Mad Maddie Gates's ethics are called into question. Oh, this motherfucker. <gasps> Let's go, girl. So our story takes place in the Panhandle, which for those of you who don't live in Florida... It's that top skinny strip, you know, at, at the top of our state. It's right under Alabama. It's basically the deep south. Like, yes. I, we completely forget that. I always I, forget it, but it's too. deep south. Me too. So before I go into him, I want to give you a little bit of his family background because he, <laughs> like the mayor of Detroit, comes from a political family. I think I knew that a little bit. Yeah. So his grandfather was Jerry Gates, and he served as rugby North Dakota mayor. And he had higher aspirations, and he set his sight on the lieutenant governor's seat in North Dakota, but he ended up dying of a heart attack during, mm. like, the 1964 convention, so he never, you know, yeah. makes it any further. His dad is Don Gates, and he served as a school board member, um, so they end up moving to Florida. And he served as a school board member and then as superintendent, then as Florida state senator for 10 years from 2006 to 2016 and from 2012 to 14 he served as the florida state senate president Hmm. his dad also has a lot of money okay so um some reports indicate that he has like a 25 million dollar net worth so they're wow yeah lots of money and he got his money from hospice he created like a, a hospice okay. industry in Florida. Okay. So according to Shannon Colavecchio Van Sickler of the Tampa Bay Times, Don Gates started this hospice program after realizing that Florida didn't really have anything in place. And he lobbied and he started this um, organization called VITAS, V-I-T-A-S. And oh, my God. Yes. Yes. yes, yes and yes. he started it with an $1,800 investment. And wow. then he ended up selling it for like $4 million in 2004. But according to justice.gov, the government went after that company 
And in 2017, they won a $75 million lawsuit for Medicare fraud. And it was Ooh. fraud that was happening beginning in 2002 through 2013. Dad. And the dad, so the dad was like still, mm. you know, owner of it then. So, um, you know, uh, the shit apple doesn't fall far from the shit tree. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's from, oh, I forget which show, but it's from a show. I didn't make that up. <laughs> And I think I've said it on the show yeah, before. Yeah, you have. It's funny. So, um, and it applies here. Yes. After attending law school, uh, Gates, and this is now we're back to Matt. So he went to FSU, then he attended law school. And after law school, he ends up sort of wading into the political waters of Florida. And he ends up winning that seat in 2010 in a special election. Mm. And from the beginning, he has made a name for himself. And I'm going to kind of touch on some of his sort of maddening behavior um, the one thing though, every time I look at his picture, mm. he's so skeevy looking like, I, I Girl, don't know. It's, I cannot trust fo- the guy. It's the forehead. Well, it's no, it's the hooded brow. Like, yes. it, you know, like his eyes are deep yes. set. It's like, it, he looks like a know. cartoon character come to life. Like yes. he's got that, yes, the hooded brow, but then the forehead is so big and now his hair is yes. like high. I read an article, I read an article where someone said, uh, that it's like Beavis and Butthead are one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then my husband. That's the perfect description. Yeah, that's that so, so good. good. And then my husband said that he looks like Jack Nicholson's Joker had a baby with Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> this is the like, content oh we God. need. We need your husband as a third person on the show. It's so fucking Oh funny. my God. I, I was laughing so hard. I was like, I'm putting that yes. in the podcast. Thank you, And I was like, husband. I'm going to give you credit. Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right. So uh, first of all, <laughs> Matt Gates racist. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm saying it Alle- allegedly. No, I no. mean, he clearly over the years. So I just want to kind well, of, he like, would say he's not, he would know his behavior and words his, show he is his behavior and his words and an action suggests yeah. that there's this general racism over the years. And so the intercept, uh, writes that, and, and I'm just going to cover like some examples of this racism over the years. So uh, the Intercept writes that he uh, said during, um, in 2013, after the murder of Trayvon Martin, Mm. and um, in a discussion on Stand Your Ground, he said that he would not change a comma in the Stand Your Ground law after George Zimmerman used it as an excuse for murder. Girl. He once suggested that two black Florida senators didn't know how to write or spell. Mm Mm-hmm. He justified Trump's racist shithole comments about Haiti by trying to highlight, quote, disgusting conditions in the country. And he's basically um, very xenophobic. I mean, he's like a big supporter of the wall. He uh, repeatedly Mm. blames uh, violence that happens in America on immigrants. Like, this is, I mean, and it's like repeated. Like, you could see tweet after, he's like like his, um, you know, the person that he admires and loves. Right. uh, Donald Trump, he loves to tweet and he loves to tweet out horrible things. And that's just what he does. It's, he's one of those characters of, as a politician who um, seems to me to be there more for the fame. Oh, and like, my God. He's the like Roger Stone. He's it's like Roger Stone. all about the attention. Then actually yes. why people who are there to do the work yes. go do the work. They yeah. want to they make change. They want to make life no, better. No, no, no. He cetera, wants to be in the spotlight. He's not. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's he, serious about Twitter it. His Twitter bio, um, I wish I would have, have copied it down, but his Twitter bio is, you know, it, it says a little thing. And then he quotes and he's like, and to quote at real Donald Trump, he's handsome. He's, you know, he puts this quote from, right. from Donald Trump in there. And, and it's like. 
No, you're not. I remember, you're not handsome. I saw P.S. his on his Twitter cover photo is like him and DeSantis. Like yeah. again, he's Ugh. following in the yeah. Ugh. Same bullshit. All right, so um, he's done a lot of stuff over the years, but um, I'm gonna just cover some recent antics. Okay. So in 2018. Uh, Gates invited a Holocaust denier, Charles C. Johnson, to the State of the Union. Oh, beautiful. And according to a Guardian article at the time, Gates said that Johnson was, quote, not a Holocaust denier. He's not a white supremacist. Meanwhile, this guy was banned for threatening violence to a BLM activist in 2015. And in 2017, he denied Holocaust death rates on a Reddit. So, so it's he's just the worst person known. you could possibly but, invite. And he's like, yeah, like he had this extra ticket. And so he just happened to be like in in the office or whatever and he was like sure come to this event like, this is the kind this is the guy these are the kind of guys who stormed the capitol last yes. week like give me a yeah. break yeah in 2019 uh gates threatens uh michael cohen online oh and he basically tries to intimidate Co cohen and he said and this is in a tweet hey at michael cohen 212 do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat i wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison she's about to learn a lot so according to um, the article I read, uh, Cohen was set to speak before the House Oversight Committee and Gates tweets this out. So as the article notes, it's probably and, and they, they posit this like allegedly that Gates intended to perhaps like frighten Cohen or control his response by putting mm -hmm. this tweet out like, oh, are you going to enjoy being in it's jail, in intimidating. like yes. intimidation. And after being called out on the tweet and after the Florida bar started an investigation into the tweet, he, according to The Hill, texted an apology to Cohen. And he says, quote, I'm writing to personally tell you I'm sorry for that for the tweet that I sent, which many believe was threatening to you. It was never, ever, ever my intent to threaten you in any way. While you don't know me, that's not who I am and how I operate. I don't wish any harm to you or your family. I was upset at what was transpiring and chose my words poorly. I'll work to be better. As I know you said today, you as will as well. Have a good evening, Matt. Blech. Oh my God. I would never, ever, ever be mean. Yeah, right. Like, Meanwhile, this is what what Cohen was testifying to was like national, you know, yeah. it's importance. Yes. You know, we talk about his girlfriend. He's yeah. a dick. It's, he's such a ugh. So in uh, 2020, in January of 2020, um, this was really funny. Uh, Matt Gates gets called out for like this sex game mm -hmm. uh, in Tallahassee. So the Sun Sentinels, Dan Sweeney, reported that there was the state rep, Chris uh, Latvala. And he and Matt Gates like kind of going back and forth against each other okay. on Twitter. And Gates tweeted at him regarding Latvala's meeting with L. Sharpton. And he like insults L. Sharpton um, and says some tweet like, oh, L. Sharpton, like all of this like bad stuff that Sharpton has done or said. And then Latvala tweets back at Gates and says, um, and this is when Gates was a Florida House rep. He says uh, that when he was a Florida House rep, Gates created a, quote, created a game where members of the Florida House got points for sleeping with AIDS, interns, <gasps> lobbyists, and married legislators. What? This was their little game that they played. And it was, and Mark Caputo of Politico exposed this back in 2013. I don't remember this at all. No. Uh, but the point system was you get one point if you sleep with a lobbyist, two points if you sleep with staff. Three, if it's an, uh, another uh, legislator, and six, if it's a married legislator. And oh my God, that's the Tina. game they were playing. Isn't that fun? Oh, my God. This is what he's up to. 
lots of work. He's getting a lot of work done. Yeah. So um, the other thing that you might remember is when Gates, and this is in uh, 2020, um, early coronavirus, he wore the gas mask. Oh, right. So he put a gas mask on on two occasions, once <gasps> around the Capitol. And in a tweet, he had a picture of himself with the caption that he was preparing to vote on a supplemental coronavirus appropriation. Everything's just a joke. Everything's to him. a joke. And he, but then he's like, I was being completely serious. Yeah, looking at like, like just like this. he puts, and it's like, you know, this, it's so outrageous. It's, you yes, know, it's, yes. it's, 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 I can't imagine my lovely state rep, Ted Deutsch, doing anything like this. Oh, never. That handsome devil. Oh, my God. Hello. So he claims that he wasn't making light of the virus or the situation or having to wear masks and that it wasn't a political stunt. I mean, obviously, it's a political stunt. Like you're standing in a picture holding that, like, uh, you know, uh, the notes to prepare for your meeting on coronavirus with this gas mask on. It's it's and it's so staged. It's ridiculous. Mm. So um, the best part, though, is that shortly after that, he had to quarantine for 14 days because he ended up being exposed <laughs> to the virus. How's your mask now? I you know. Dick. It's so ridiculous. Um, and then Fox News reported that New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy tweeted at Gates calling him Matt Putz and said uh, that Gates wasn't allowed in Jersey anymore because he couldn't follow the mask rules. So apparently Gates went to a New Jersey restaurant maskless. And Gates shot back that Murphy would regret that when he, like everyone else in Jersey, ends up in Florida. He's like, you're going to regret that comment. Like, you're going to regret not letting me in Jersey. He's such f- a baby. <laughs> he, oh, he's a giant teenager. Like, just a gross. He's just, he's, it's, it, that's actually insulting teenagers. I apologize. Yeah. He's just, he's just immature he, and he's spoiled. not there for the right reasons. Why does he keep getting reelected? Spoiled. What in the fuck? It's, it's, ugh. He tweeted in June 2020, and this is according to CNET, quote, now that we clearly see Antifa as terrorists, mm. can we hunt them down like we do those in the Middle East? What? Now, Twitter didn't ban him. They hid the tweet. So, like, if you went to his Twitter, like, you would have to click on something to see the tweet instead of, like, banning Twitter that is tweet. so irresponsible. I know. I mean, this they, is They have bullshit. to hold some accountability. Please. For the past four years, they really do. Well. They really do. He tweeted back in August, quote, the mob wants to destroy America. We need patriots who will defend her. And that's according to Billman's Orlando Weekly article. Gates wrote this after that 17-year-old child rode into Ooh. Wisconsin and shot three BLM protesters. He said, we need patriots who will defend her. Well, patriots all caps. Yeah, well, you know, you right? get, you're going to so get what you want. Two people died. And this this kid had a semi-automatic rifle. And st- remember, he strolled past the cops? Yeah. Yep. Strolled past cops and who did nothing. And what's patriotic about killing protesters who are fighting for equality? For equality, but it's like how... And also, you know, why don't you believe in that? And and doesn't this now send a message to his constituents that yeah, he condones this, is, this type of violent activity? Of course! So again, someone else who's complicit. Like, we look at what happened on, on Wednesday... The storming of the Capitol and looking back at these elected officials. And here is another example of someone, right, stoking and the, and, the you know, flames of this yeah. behavior. And, you know, it'd be one thing if it was like he wrote this before the kid did the shooting, but he didn't. He wrote it after. after. So it's like one thing to be like, oh, I'm going to be a tough guy. I'm yeah. going to tell everybody, you got to be tough and you got to yeah. defend this country. This, this is, is after, after someone did it. After someone <laughs> murdered well, and it's two not people. Even, and by the way, 
that murder two people and, he, and you're celebrating. He's another yes. racist piece of shit. He didn't do it because he's, he fucking loves this country. No, he doesn't do it because he does. You know, he, he did it because he's angry and he's pissed off. And, and because gave people like these elected yes. officials are, are writing stuff yeah. like this about defend, defend, defend. Yeah. Be a patriot. Yeah. This is what it means to be a patriot. Yep. Give me a break. 2021, just one day after the insurrection and attempt at a capital takeover, Matt Gates has jumped on the conspiracy bandwagon and now falsely claims that cameras and face recognition software has caught Antifa at the Capitol. Mm, sounds right? familiar. So he's still running his mouth. He's one of the politicians now that are saying that it's Antifa. Wow. Wow. I mean... This is like, I just don't understand why there's no accountability on a rep who is outright lying. It's one thing if I'm on Twitter and I'm and I'm like, it's Antifa. Like, it's who cares? Like, no one well, is following me. I'm not. You know what I mean? I do, and I, I understand. And I, I understand think, freedom of speech. Yes. But you're an elected official putting out lies. There's no. They're, they're, um, they're, like. We because I think that we also have we you and I in, in, at some level probably still have this respect for people who are elected like they're supposed to do better they're supposed to be better I understand that but you have a position of power no he should absolutely not be doing this and, and, and Twitter should immediately say like this is not verified I don't know maybe they did but I didn't see that no. like you know how they were putting on like yes. a Donald Trump's thing warnings like, like this is yeah. not a, this has been proven to be false right yeah. right but how does Twitter manage that like i mean there's some algorithm so it's like if you write antifa like does it automatically get flagged like how how many people have you you know trump probably has a real there's probably real people that like you follow we yeah, through and like yeah. right but but there's a whole team dedicated to that there's probably a whole team dedicated to <laughs> yeah. trump but like for the matt gateses and these other political figures like how how do they control and and it's really the, the access of truth and it's and, and there's a huge difference between like what ted cruz writes or lindsey graham writes or marco rubio who are like you know even though they have were a completely a part of like stoking this yes. and like keeping this going and denying saying the election was stolen all of those things they were absolutely a part of what had happened on wednesday but when you this is a very i mean i'm sure there are probably other lawmakers but like matt gates specifically is this is spreading conspiracy theories yes. and so yes absolutely Absolutely, yes. because he has a larger following. He has a huge. He following. should. He should be. Uh, you know, there should be some action there against should, this. Yes, and because it's been disproven. Yeah, it's, the FBI but then, is saying but then, this isn't true. You know, on the flip, and, on the flip side of it, yeah. then it's going to be right. The the conspiracy. I feel like the conspiracy theory people who think this is like the liberal agenda. If anything is flagged anyway, they're going to go, oh, that the Twitter is liberal and they're trying to hide the truth. You know, like, it's like, so I feel like no matter what is done, they're going to spin it in a way of like, this is yeah. a, someone's masterminding to hide the truth. And you know what? I you, think you can't talk to people I like think that. you have to let that go. I mean, not you particularly, but no, I, mean, I think we have to let that go. And so that the truth does prevail. We know what the truth is. We have to stop this bullshit from happening. Like all of these lies being spread, like you have to control. This is where that movie social, the social dilemma on yeah. Netflix, when you watch it, it's like what happened on Wednesday has been happening in all these countries, yes. uh, many countries around the world because of social media, yeah. because of the spread of, of misinformation Propaganda. and lies and conspiracies, Propaganda. people have been rising up against government governments and go storming buildings that's exactly what happened wednesday it happened in the biggest you know country in the world or they're supposed to be the best country in the world it happened here yeah. because of the spread of misinformation and stoking of violence and fear and so 
Yes, absolutely. Something needs to happen yeah. where we can't say, oh, they're going to think conspiracy. Think it's a conspiracy, yeah. you fucking dick. But in but the they, meantime, they still have to put it on. They should. Yeah. They have to. Ha- they have a responsibility. Yeah. In the meantime, you have to do something. You can't just let it go. Yeah. And these corporations have a massive responsibility. And like when when fucking Mark Zuckerberg, oh, give me a break. Goes he in front makes of money. This wiener. He is all about making yes. money. He does not they, give a shit. Now he's going to ban now. Like, you, you know what? Well, you had four years. Yes. And he's you been had brought four years. And he's you been, had more than four years because you allowed all of that bullshit to happen yes. prior to the election of 2016. And give me a break. When they drag his ass in front of Congress and he starts to talk about this and he's going, oh, well, here's this is the algorithm. And, da, 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 and he's saying in that weird fucking nerdy voice that he has, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then he said, and they say to him, well, what are we supposed to do? These 80 year old congressmen that are sitting there going, I don't even know what Facebook they is. Don't These fucking pricks. They, they don't know algorithms. They, they don't, don't know understand. shit. So he's explaining it in his nerd confusing talk. And then he says, well, how do we fix it? And he goes, well, we're working on it. You're working on it? Yeah. That's like the devil trying to fix the devil's yeah, work. Give me, give me a break. Like, the, we cannot He's leave working it to on corporations. It so that he can still make money. Yes, you can't leave it give to corporations to make the right decisions, Congress. Twitter can't make the right, they're not going to make the right calls. They want to be on the right side of like freedom of speech. But on right. the other hand, what you're allowing as freedom of speech is, is, is going to fucking destroy yes. the world. It already because has started. Yeah, because it's all, they allow lies to perpetuate. Girl. All right, so one major incident that this guy was involved in happened before he was elected, and he had a drunk driving arrest in 2008. Mm. So now a lot of folks get DUIs, and it demonstrates reckless behavior and all of that, and I believe he had like a lot of speeding tickets. You know, he's one of those kids. Mm-hmm. And I bring it up, um, one, because it's a crime, but two, it highlights more of his hypocrisy because he went after Biden's son, for having drug paraphernalia in his car, or cocaine, or something like that, when he himself was arrested yeah. for driving under the influence. Like, now you want to come out and be like, oh, look at this guy. Like, you you were guilty of something yeah. similar, you right, know? Right, right, right. So just to give a little bit of that charge, he had this DUI. He was busted for st- speeding, and then a cop smelled alcohol on his breath. They found two bottles of mouthwash in the car. Mm. One was uh, <laughs> empty, and one... So that tells me, like, he probably does this regularly, right? Right. Um, but who, I mean, that's alleged, allegedly mm-hmm. and the aftermath, nothing happens. So, um, even during the event, the Tampa Bay times reported that he didn't face consequences like other people. So normally if you refuse the breath- breathalyzer test in Florida, like your license gets suspended right. for a year, right. didn't happen to him. Um, and he got to keep his license and the case ends up being dismissed. And the documents now say that there was no evidence of impairment. And so, like, remember, his dad isn't elected. And so there's all of this stuff that probably suggests Uh, that, you know. What else is um, new? Maybe his dad's name helped out. But the cop that was involved ended up hurting, like, another, um, like, he had stopped someone else and put someone in a chokehold or did something. And then he ends up suspended. So, you know, they're like, oh, kind of goes away. You know, kind of all kind of goes away. But there was one funny part where, where, like, during... um, like the statements, uh, they try to say that like one of Matt Gates' friends like happened to drive by when he was being arrested, 
and saw him and he wasn't impaired, but it's like an unnamed friend. Yeah. Like my friend drove by and saw that I was fine. Oh and like, God. that's like, that's one of the witnesses with oh no my name God. attached. Give me to a like, fucking break. It's so stupid. These rich motherfuckers get away with everything. Yes. So the thing I want to get into, and this is alleged right now, some unethical and uh, uh, illegal behavior, like so currently kind of surrounding him. So politicals, uh, politicos, Jake Sherman and John Bresnahan wrote about some shady financial stuff with Matt okay. Gates. So first off, there's his office space. All right. So apparently his buddy and donor owned property and Gates used around $200,000 in taxpayer money to pay rent for an office there at the property that this guy owned. And the article notes that house rules say that uh, all leases for district offices must be, quote, at fair market value as the result of a bona fide arm's length marketplace transaction. Mm. The lesser and lessee that the parties are not relatives nor have had or continue to have a professional or legal oh relationship except as landlord and tenant. And so Gates didn't disclose his relationship with this guy as someone that's given him money or wow. that he is friends with. So that is shady right there. Yes. Another article for Politico that these guys wrote um, reported that he may have violated a, a gift, a house gift rule. So there's this television studio mm-hmm. that was installed by a private organization into his father's home. <laughs> and for an undisclosed for his Fox News appearances, right, for an undisclosed cost. So they like they still don't know like how much any of this was. And Gates uses that studio when he makes television appearances. Mm-hmm. The problem is the company gets paid a fee every time Gates is on the air and the taxpayers pay for the use of the television camera. What? So it's the cost of the studio that could violate that gift rule where a lawmaker can't accept gifts gifts over $50. And the article notes that the rental deal is well below cost, which implies that it could be a gift in some way. Oh my God. And allegedly Gates has claimed that all of this is like a clerical error and like, you know, so it's still, you know, unclear what's going on there. In July, according to Business Insider, Gates gave almost $30,000 to an LLC And this is a violation because, as the article explains, the LLC was connected to a former White House aide Mm. who, according to Politico, was let go for being at a white nationalist rally. (gasps) But Gates then hired that person as a speechwriter. But instead of giving the money directly to the person as a speechwriter, it went through this LLC and like these different payments. Okay. And Business Insider explains that house rules state that, quote, Lawmakers are prohibited from spending taxpayer dollars on political consultants, speechwriters, and communication advisors. So to avoid like saying, I'm paying you as a speechwriter, oh, I'm paying this LLC for something else, but that speechwriter is associated with the LLC. Oh my God. Like, so he's what, like, when is he going to get kicked out for this? Who knows? Get Probably him out. Never. And then uh, some points of interest. He grew up in the house. So his parents have like a couple of houses. And one of the houses that's like a summer home or something that they use was the house from the Truman Show that Jim Carrey starred in. And his parents still live there. And there's a sign outside that's like the Truman Show house. What? Isn't that weird? They filmed it here. It was filmed here? I guess so. That's crazy. I love that movie, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Good movie. Oh my it's just God. funny that like, I watched the Truman, it with the kids recently. They the Truman it. Show is like about this guy that like does not want anything to do with like being in the public eye. And then like yes. the kid wow. in that house wants everything to do with being Tina, in the public eye. 
Very good. Very it's smart. Funny, yes, right? it is funny. So he has a, a grown adult as a stepson. Um, this is very funny yes. to me. So Something fucked up here. I don't Gates, know. Gates, who is 38, has referred to his ex-girlfriend's 19-year-old son, uh, Nestor, as his son. And this first occurred after a fight about a bill on a police overhaul <laughs> and a black Democratic rep from Louisiana, a Cedric Richmond, talked about his experience with police and the impact that racial bias that his own son could face. And Gates like accuses the rep of assuming that he and others didn't have children of color in their lives. And right. that's when the news of this adopted son came out. And some reports note that when Nestor was 12, his mother died and Gates has like sort of looked after him since then. Mm -hmm. He never formally adopted this kid. In other places, he's referred to him as a helper or local yeah. student or yeah. things like that but katie hill oh our friend katie our hill. friend katie yes, hill has come to matt her. gates's defense oh and she said uh and this was surprising but she said that the relationship between gates and nestor is real and maybe it's about like hiding him from the spotlight like that he didn't want it and it's not bs and that he often talked to her about his son and wasn't hiding it and she also said that gates reached out to her when others didn't I'm assuming oh, like during right. the whole scandal. Right. That was the, well, we covered that on one of our episodes. I forgot which number, but yes. Katie Hill is a great, that's a great, uh, another great point story. of interest was a sixth grader gave him the finger when he took a selfie <laughs> with them at an event. <laughs> so basically my favorite oh, person my in the God, whole world. It's so great because she, the that's girl my kid, is like, like yes. three kids in just like, <laughs> and the mother was like mortified. Oh, not um, me. I'd be like, about I'm very, it. but oh, he, I'm so the, proud. the one thing that was funny is he kept the picture up. Like he didn't take the picture down and he's like, kids will be kids. He's like, I made a bunch of bad choices. Like whatever. Uh, that's the best so, choice that kid ever made. Um, it was funny. Uh, Van Vanity Fair wrote about his book. And like Roger Stone, he has a book too. He talks about influence peddling. And he says, quote, and this is very, I feel like echoes of Roger Stone. Quote, if you aren't making news, you aren't governing. Yeah. So again, it's, it's all about, about this mm -hmm. spotlight, this making waves. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this governing? Why is it all? Like governing shouldn't be about being in the spotlight. It should yeah. be. You're doing the work. Right. It's like, it's, that's and it. It's, it's, and why does he get to capitalize on his bad behavior? And, and his book gets sold everywhere. It's like, ugh. Sensationalism. It, and it's, it's disappointing because there's a lot of, of representatives who really do good jobs and, and actually yes. go into each session with, this is something I want to accomplish yes. for my community. And they're not and concerned about like having a news no. camera and, they, and you'll never know their names. You'll, you'll never know who they are. You'll yes. never know who they are. And they do incredible work. And ugh. we've got this fucking dick. With and his then, and butthead face. Uh, yeah, people have uh, got skeeved out when Gates tweeted some emojis to Tiffany Trump. So oh, he like yeah. she put some picture up and he put like heart eyes and a flame like, ew. well, he and just like, got, and ew. he just got engaged. Yeah, I saw this video of he got I think it was at Mar-a-Lago and he gets engaged on New Year's Eve. Yes. And Tiffany Trump like runs over. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. And she's hugging him and hugging the, the fiance. Meanwhile, Give me a break. how is it possible that there's a woman on this planet that's going to have sex that allows with him Ugh. to climb on Ugh. top of her with Ugh. that big ass forehead Ugh, and those eyes and that sunken skull. What does he skull? say Ugh. when he's like, <laughs> never no. mind. Let's skip it. This is not an X-rated podcast. All right. Hypocrisy. He got upset with Dems uh, who said they wanted to see Trump jailed. So the Internet had to remind him of the locker up chance. That, you know, <laughs> oh everyone God. did. And that's it. That's the story of the Peckerwood Panhandle Politico. <laughs> Matt Gates. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was perfect.
There we go. Tina, oh my God. Another week, another couple of dicks for our podcast. God, never ending. Well, it's been an and interesting we'll have to week do an anyway. Update. We'll have to do an update if anything comes yeah. out of those uh, allegations of the, the money and the financial. Yes, I'd love to hear about it. Well, you know, I, I we talked about, you said you were going to do somebody associated with like what was going on yes. on Wednesday. And I thought for sure it was going to be Ted Cruz. I thought like, oh. she's going to do Ted Cruz, but this is so much yeah, better. I just was like, I got to do this. No, today. this is so much better. Ugh. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yes, this is a long episode. Thanks yes. for tuning in, everybody. See you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.